It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, Punk Rock Reflection, number eight. I'm going for a walk. Hey everybody, it's Josh Buckley, co-host of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, coming at you with my punk rock reflection for this week. And right now you might be thinking, but Josh, this is supposed to be a full-length episode. You and Mike are supposed to be getting together and talking about punk rock and education. And I would say yes, but this last week has been unlike any last week that we may have seen in a long time in in the United States and in the world. And so Mike and I weren't able to connect last week uh, and um, craft the podcast that we wanted to get in front of you. And so we changed things up a little bit. And so I'm here to kind of talk to you a little bit for my punk rock reflection. Mike and I treat these punk rock reflections as a way to kind of look back on things that we've talked about on our podcast or kind of look at what's going on around us and kind of talk about what that means for educators and what that means for us and what we see in the work we do. And, you know, I think with what's sort of facing the world right now with school closures, some districts closing, some districts not closing, students who might be absent because parents are afraid to bring them in uh, to school, you might have high absenteeism, you might not be in. All of these things are in flux right now as we're dealing with the coronavirus and I think one thing that hits me in all of this is how flexible we are as educators. Because of the very nature of our job, we are flexible in what we do. And so we're going to have to tap into that flexibility. We're going to have to tap into our ability to adjust and adapt and do differently, right? We're going to have to be able to kind of change it up a little bit on a dime maybe because Things are rapidly changing right now in the world around us, and maybe we're not ready for it, but if we can lean back a little bit, flex ourselves, find a different way to do things, we're going to be able to do it. Because every day in our classrooms, we're flexible. If you have 30-some students that you spend your entire day with, and you have to plan all sorts of lessons to meet their different needs for different subject areas, you are already flexible. If you're a high school teacher or a secondary teacher who teaches multiple classes a day, 52 minutes at a time, 30 kids walking in your room, you are flexible. You have to meet the needs of those students from every level in every class, and you have to be able to adjust what you're doing. Maybe a lesson isn't working. Maybe your students needed more scaffolding than you thought. Maybe a lesson took a little more time. Maybe one class asks more questions than any other class, and you have to be ready to answer those and stretch out and limit and move and do that, and you do it because you're an educator. And that's what it's going to require us to do right now. It's going to require some flexibility in how we manage ourselves. And I've I've had a tap into that flexibility this last week as uh, I was on spring break. My, My district was on spring break, so my wife and I and my son were on spring break, um, and during that time, my wife and I took a planned anniversary trip to San Francisco. We got on a plane, and then it seemed like everything in the U.S. started taking a turn. School districts started closing. The president declared a national a state of emergency. We had all of this stuff go on. Travel restrictions, all of these things happen 
And uh, that required some flexibility with us because our very district that we both work in, my wife, a building level principal, me, a classroom teacher and the president of the teachers union had to do some extra work that maybe we weren't planning on doing that required us a little flexibility. My wife especially had to be flexible to not give me so much side eye and not get as angry with me as she definitely should have or could have. Because of the amount of phone calls and messages and letters and everything that I was doing well out um, to kind of prepare for what was going on. Our district uh, was debating whether to close as districts around us were closing as uh, the superintendent of our, our state and our governor met with with district superintendents to talk to them about school closures. And this is all within a period of like three days as my wife and I are juggling, um, communicating her with her staff, me with my members about what's going on and what we're going to do. And so it took us some flexibility. It took me some flexibility to go like, oh, okay, uh, I am not, I'm not at home. I don't have a computer. I'm not at work. Um, I'm going to have to rely on people back in Arizona, my, my group of, of educators who work with me, my executive board for our teachers union in Mesa to ask them to flex a little bit with me, to ask them to kind of pick up some work and do things differently. So it required me to go like, okay, I got to be flexible. I got to give up some of my role. I got to give up some of my leadership. I got to give up some of this so the people around me can get this work done. I'm going to come in when I can. I'm going to support when I can. I'm going to make those phone calls. I'm going to connect people with other people. Um, It took that flexibility. It also took a little bit of flexibility to do some work differently, to ask my, um, to ask our school district to close, to work with my leaders to write a letter to the governor asking the governor to close schools because we had some districts close and some districts not close, a discrepancy between what students were going to be served and what students were not going to be served and what that looked like in our state. And that took some time and some change for us and some work outside of the normal scope of what I might do on my spring break. And so we're going to have to be flexible moving forward. If your school is going on leave and maybe you have to transition to online learning, maybe you're transitioning to giving some other support services to students while they are uh, while they are off, that might require you to do some things differently. So we're going to have to figure out what that looks like. But we're flexible. We're educators. You do it every day. We're just going to maybe have to do it a little quicker and maybe a little differently than we're used to. And that comes to the other thing that I think we have to do is we're going to have to rely on each other more so than ever. You know, at a safe, reasonable distance, we're going to have to rely on each other. But we're going to have to do things differently. You're going to have to, you know, change the way that you do work. You're going to have to change, uh, you know, what that looks like. And so you might have to rely on a colleague a little differently. You might not be the person ready to go right now with online learning, but there are people around you who are. And so you've got to tap them, not physically on the shoulder, uh, you know, appropriate distance, but you got to ask them, Hey, I need some help on this. And how do we do that? How do we work together to make that happen? How do we make that happen? So that way we're ready to go, right? And so we're going to have to rely on each other in a different way. We're going to have to check in on each other, right? This is different, unprecedented places for us. So you've got your crew of educators. Check in on them. See how they're doing. And see what kind of help 
they need. I've been blown away by everybody I've seen on Twitter sharing resources and sharing things and sharing ways for you to connect with your students while you're out to make sure that they have learning experiences still while they're not there. Um, the amount of people who've sort of like posted things in different ways to go like, hey, this is a way that you can connect with your students. This is a way that you can do that because we have to be ready to support our students in a different way too. Because if you feel that your world's a little flipped upside down, their world is flipped upside down too. And if your classroom and your school is the steady, stable place for those kids, that's been upended. So how do we let them know that there's still some stability, that, that we still care, that all things, although things are up in the air, we want to support them in what they do. So that's the task in front of us. It's easy, right? We can do it. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to it, it boils down to the need for us to be flexible and for us to support each other. So I hope that you check in on your colleagues, whether you are going on a school closure or not. I hope you check in on your students because this is an unprecedented time for them, for what they hear on the news, for what they're going through, just like it's an unprecedented time for you. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to do things differently. And we're going to have to adjust, but that's okay because that's what we always do. We're ready for it. We were built to be adaptable because we are educators. So make sure you lean on your crew. Make sure that you support your staff and your students as we move forward and we navigate what's ahead of us. I think that's what I've got. This has been a wild week. I've been in lots of phone calls. I've been in lots of meetings. I went from my school district not closing to my school district closing to the governor closing all schools across the state of Arizona this afternoon. So it's been a wild ride as we try to figure out what's next. How do we support students? What do we do during the two weeks that we're out? What do we do when we come back? Do we come back in two weeks? What does that look like? I don't know. Um, it would be punk rock classrooms, though, if I didn't end by telling you guys what I've been listening to. Well, uh, it has been a wild and crazy week. Um, I didn't listen to a whole lot of music this week because I was on a trip and doing a whole bunch of other phone calls and all sorts of stuff. But my wife and I did get to listen to a podcast on the way out to California for our anniversary. And then on the way back, we listened to a podcast called um, The Dating Game Killer. So if you are at all interested in a true crime podcast, go check it out. And they've got three episodes out right now. It'll be a limited edition run about a true story about a serial killer who appeared on the dating game show. So super weird, creepy stuff. If you're into that, go listen to it. If you're not, I don't know, go listen to something fast. You can never go wrong with uh, face-to-face. So there's my choice for you if you don't want to listen to my creepy podcast. But anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. No matter what's ahead of you, remember that you have people who support you, that you have educators that you can rely on, that you can connect with, whether that's virtually um, or a phone call. You can make that happen. Uh, Remember, you can follow uh, us on Twitter at Punk Classrooms. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Josh R. Buckley. You can follow my punk rock co-host, my punk rock brother from another mother, uh, Mike Earnshaw. You can follow him at EduChef Earnshaw. And uh, you know what, guys? Um, Have a, you know, take care of each other. Be flexible. Be supportive. We got this. And uh, we'll see you at the show. I'm going.
going for a walk.